0: I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. What's up, guys? Welcome back. I am so grateful to have you here in the burnout series, which we are right in the middle of. This is day three of the burnout series. Yesterday, we chatted a little bit more about different types of burnout so you could identify with which situation relates to your life or maybe more than one situation when it comes to burnout. And then today we are going to talk about the effect of burnout on our bodies. This one, we're going to get juicy and scientific and really dive into the physical impact that burnout or chronic stress really can have in our bodies. Before we do that, I just want to make sure that you guys are well aware about the Burnout Club, which is my upcoming hybrid program, which is coming up later this month. We're going to kick this off. It's going to be six weeks long, so you will be done before the holiday insanity, but it's a chance for us to finish 2023 lit up and strong so that we head into 2024 without the overwhelm that often comes with the new year. For so many of us, we love the new year because we get to make all these new goals and it's exciting, but it also comes with a ton of overwhelm because it makes us look at our life and think, I'm not enough. I haven't done enough this year. I wasted 2023. Here's all the areas of my life that need improvement. And we end up with this list of like 80 things that we need to completely change come new year. But instead, I want us to devote ourselves to a program like the Burnout Club, where we're really going to dive into the specifics of how we can fit our own care into our lives. So I'm talking nutrition, fitness, mental health, career, really crafting a life that you love. That is how we beat and prevent burnout. But we're doing it with a twist because I think so many programs and things out there give you this complex laundry list of items that you need to change in a short period of time and they end up adding more overwhelm to our lives, which I know you don't need. So I promise you that everything you're going to get inside this six-week program is going to be simple, things that actually fit the life of someone who feels like they have zero time for themselves, because I know exactly how that feels. So for my nurses that are working 14-hour shifts, or for my teachers that bring their work home with them all the time, or for my parents that never have a moment to be off the clock, right? This is for you. And the really cool thing about this program is that it's hybrid, meaning that you get the really fun parts of a group program where you get to connect with other people who are going through the same thing. But I'm also adding in one-on-one coaching along with your group coaching calls that gives you that personalized support so that you can build out plans that are actually going to fit your lifestyle because you are not a cookie cutter person and you don't need a cookie cutter program. So if you're ready to finish 2023 better than you started, this is the program for you. I want to see you there. Jump on the waitlist, go into the show notes. There's a link right there. It'll take you five seconds to get your name on that waitlist. Or if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Ashley, this is me. I want in. Shoot me a message over on Instagram. Just tell me burnout and I will give you all of the information and we'll get you in the door right away, even before the doors officially open later this week. Okay, with that being said, let's dive into the juiciness of today's episode where we're going to talk about the physical impact of burnout. And this is where I get into my jam because I love talking about the science pieces and applying them to real life. Because it's one thing if we can look at research and think about the scientific basis for things and what's actually going on in our bodies, but it's a whole other thing if we can take that information and apply it to our lives. And that is my intention here. So just as a reminder, there are three main elements that come along with burnout. The first is emotional exhaustion. This is the one that we see, especially in women being the primary symptom. And then there's depersonalization and decreased sense of accomplishment. Now, the common thread amongst all of these elements of burnout is stress. Think of burnout as chronic and persistent stress, the type that just weighs on every single area of our lives and has a huge impact on our mental, physical, and emotional health. If persistent and untreated, this is how we get to a place of burnout. So think of chronic stress as a precursor for burnout. So burnout is just chronic stress on steroids. So today we're really diving into the physical impact that chronic persistent stress has on our bodies, which honestly is pretty universal. Even if you're at a point where you don't identify as being burnt out yet, if you continue on a road where you are chronically stressed, you are on your way to a state of burnout. Okay, to start, I want to go back to the basics just a little bit, just to brush on the surface here, but the stress response is essentially our sympathetic nervous system being activated. So in our autonomic nervous system, a branch of our nervous system, that has its own two branches, the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest. This is the relaxed state. This is when things are being repaired. It's when we are calm. Think of it that way just in a simple manner. And then our sympathetic nervous system is what is activated when we have any kind of stress. And for most of us nowadays, we think of stress as a bad thing, we have a negative connotation associated with it, but stress is very constructive. We need a certain amount of stress in our lives in order to mobilize energy and get, have us get anything done. If we didn't have any stress, we literally would just sit on the couch and melt into nowhere. So we actually need stress for our lives. It's when it's chronic, persistent, and never goes away that it becomes problematic. So your sympathetic nervous system, you've probably heard this before, is what activates that fight, flight, or freeze response that so many of us think of when we think of stress. This is where we're going to be focusing today. So when that fight, flight, or freeze response, when the stress response is activated, a cascade of things happen within the body. And I'm talking about the physical impacts specifically. So the purpose is for us to be able to mobilize energy enough that we can escape a threat. Because the classic example, right, is that right now you're running away from a lion. So what would we want our bodies to be doing in order for us to successfully run away and escape from a lion? Because the consequence is death if we are unable to do so. So when the stress response is activated, a series of events happens within our body in order to give us enough energy to do so. So hormones are released, certain organs are given energy. Energy and certain organs are depleted of energy because they're unnecessary and we are able to escape said threat. So there are a lot of players involved in this response, but I want to focus on two big ones. The first is epinephrine. So epinephrine is responsible for muscle activation, making sure that blood gets to the muscles, increasing heart rate, increasing blood pressure, opening the airway so that we are able to breathe faster and have our heart pump faster so that we can move very quickly. You may have heard epinephrine referred to as adrenaline. They are the same thing, two different terms for the same hormone. The second big player in the stress response is glucocorticoids, mainly cortisol. That's probably the one we all talk about most. Cortisol is extremely important in order to keep us going. It gives us the energy we need to continue to escape from the threat. Our adrenaline is going to get us started. It's going to get us moving, but eventually we're going to get tired. Cortisol is really good at making sure that we produce enough energy, mainly in the form of glucose, for us to continue to have enough energy to feed our body and feed our brain. But it's also responsible for rerouting energy to and from organs that we either want to be functioning at optimal level or we don't need to be functioning right now, so we press pause on those. So, for example, we want to make sure that we've got enough energy going to our muscles that they can activate and tense so that we can run away, but we don't. Really really need to be digesting our meal from lunch right now when we're trying to escape a bear so things like digestion are slowed down so overall the intention is that we energize the organ systems and the bodily systems that we need in order to survive and we kind of hit pause on the organ systems that we don't need right now because we essentially would just escape from the threat and then our parasympathetic nervous system could be activated and the stress response would be complete But as many of us know, it's just not that simple anymore. We don't have the same types of threats in our lives anymore. Most of us are not running away from a bear or a lion or any other large creature for the most part. We're typically worrying about stress at work or things going on at home, conflict with family, a deadline that we're trying to meet. There are so many other types of stressors in our lives that aren't as simple as just running away from said threat and recovering. So the problem is is that we're getting stuck inside the stress response leading to chronic stress. Now let's really dig into what was going on when we activated that stress response and the impact that's going to have if it's continuing for the long term. So let's start with the symptoms that are more activated with the stress response. So if your heart is pumping harder and faster for an extended period of time, that's not good for the heart. So we see an increased evidence for high blood pressure and heart disease with people who are chronically stressed because their hearts are trying to work too hard, even though they aren't trying to run away from a lion, their hearts are acting as though they are. Stress also comes with increased muscle tension in order to run away from a threat, right? But if we continuously have muscle tension, it leads to unexplained or unavoidable really aches and pains in the body. So people who are chronically stressed also often have chronic pain. Also because of the persistent stress and the hormones associated with it, There is often difficulty with sleeping that comes along with chronic stress because of the anxiety that's coming along with that, as well as the disruption in normal hormone behavior within the body. Many individuals struggling with chronic stress either sleep too little, they're struggling with insomnia in some form, or they're so tired and exhausted from that chronic stress response that they have so much fatigue that they can barely stay awake and they actually need a lot more sleep than most people. And now let's talk about digestion and weight. Now, certain systems within this are being overactivated and some are being underactivated, so we're just going to talk about it all together. So let's go back to cortisol. When we are stressed, we release This hormone. And cortisol plays a big role in making sure that we have enough blood sugar in order to have enough energy to sustain the actions that we needed to respond to a threat. So, cortisol keeps us going in the stress response so that we can survive. And one of the ways that it does so is by releasing blood sugar from the stores that we have within our body and also gluconeogenesis, meaning that we create glucose as well so that we have enough energy in order to respond. In the short term, this is a good thing. It means that we have enough energy to run away. But in the long term, we do not want uncontrolled blood sugars. Because while cortisol is helping us to create and use more blood sugar, it's also inhibiting insulin, which means that we don't have mechanisms within the body controlling our blood sugar. When you think about uncontrolled blood sugars... I imagine the first thing you think about is diabetes. And we actually see a huge correlation between chronic stress and the development of diabetes. We also see an association between chronic stress and weight gain because you have increased blood sugars, uncontrolled blood sugars, and because you want to have enough energy to respond to these stressors, even if it's chronic, it means that you're going to have increased cravings for sweets and fat in order to survive. Understand that your body is not working against you in any of these circumstances, it is simply trying to keep you alive. So we've got uncontrolled blood sugars, we've got cravings for sweets and fats, which often leads to overeating, eventually leads to diabetes, and then we also have weight gain occurring, which can lead to obesity. Because on top of all of this, and I know you're probably thinking, isn't this enough, cortisol also prevents fat loss, because once more, it is trying to keep you alive. And when we are trying to escape a threat, we don't want to be losing weight. We want to hang on to whatever energy we can, so that we have enough to survive. And so cortisol eventually impedes fat loss. It's slowing down your metabolism as a protective measure and your digestion is being slowed down because all of that energy is being diverted elsewhere. Because again, we want our heart, our lungs, our muscles to be working hard and we can kind of hit pause on things like digestion and your immune system. So I want you to really pause here and think about this. So many women that I work with come to me because they feel like it's impossible for them to lose weight. They have been trying so hard. They've tried every diet they can. They're spending hours in the gym. They're doing everything they possibly can to lose weight. They're in an insane calorie deficit. They've tried every pill and supplement that says fat loss on it, and they can't seem to lose any weight. Because of this, they feel like failures. They feel like they're just not being disciplined enough. They feel like their body is working against them. Maybe their metabolism is too slow because they're getting older. They blame it on all sorts of things that, th- that the world tells them is wrong with them. When 99% of these women coming to me are also the ones who are nurses, healthcare workers, teachers, they're taking care of other human beings, whether they're little human beings or older human beings. They have an extremely stressful job. They're trying to juggle everything in the world, in a world that tells women they can be it all and have it all, they're running around on the hamster wheel just trying to survive. So now let's go back to the stress response. These women and probably you as well are incredibly stressed. And if we don't have healthy ways to manage said stress, if we just continue to belittle and berate ourselves for not being tough enough or disciplined enough, we're just going to sit in this chronic stress response and it's going to prevent us from getting anywhere with those goals. If you are chronically stressed, it is like 20 times harder for you to lose weight and change your body composition, build a body you love. And then on top of that, if you're trying to gain muscle, if maybe you're doing lots of strength training in the gym cortisol is catabolic, meaning that it actually breaks down tissue. Again, it's breaking down the tissue in order to get enough energy to help you survive. But if you have a catabolic hormone constantly in your body, it means that you're going to have a really hard time building muscle because you have a hormone literally breaking down your muscle. Now, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to hear everything I'm telling you right now and think, oh my God, well, it's impossible. There's nothing I can do. I can't lose weight. And it's because my body's working against me. I don't want you to take this information and create that thought process. What I want you to do is realize that your body is trying to help you survive. It is not trying to actively work against you. But what this indicates is that we need better ways to manage our stress and work through our stress, have supportive measures within our habits and routines that help fill up our cup rather than constantly pouring it out. There are so many ways that we can get to the end of the tunnel. There is light there, I promise you. This is literally why I created the Burnout Club is because I I want that to be the light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't have to be complicated. My specialty is literally helping the busiest women in the world build routines and habits that serve them instead of sucking the life out of them. So I just don't want you hearing this and thinking that it's hopeless. It is absolutely not. But if we keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, we're not going to get anywhere. Let's get back to it. I have a couple more impacts that I want you to be aware of. So one which we sort of already mentioned here is that like our digestion being slowed in a stress response, our immune system is also slowed down. Because in that moment, when you are trying to escape a threat, you don't actually need to be fighting off infections. That can happen when we have escaped the threat and we've calmed down. But if we are chronically suppressing our immune system, this can lead to a whole horde of things that we do not want illnesses infections even autoimmune conditions can be associated with a chronic stress response because our immune system is not working appropriately and for my busy women listening in right now i know you don't want a decreased immune system response because you don't have time to be sick But this is often, these are the women in your life that you know who are really stressed and seem to always have a cold. You know who I'm talking about. Or for me, I see this a lot when I have a lot going on in my life and I'm like, God, now would be a really bad time to get sick. Guess what happens? I get sick because I'm not dealing with my own stress. I'm not taking care of myself. And my body says, hey, what's up? We're going to make you take care of us. Always seems to happen. And the last thing I want to talk about that I don't think we talk about enough is that cortisol actually suppresses the release of many sex hormones, meaning that our hormone response when it comes to our reproductive system is impaired, which often leads to a decreased sex drive. This is another complaint I often hear from the women that I work with, but we often don't say it out loud because we feel like we have to be hush hush about this topic. And that comes from a whole other oppressive system that I think too many of us have been stuck in where we don't feel comfortable talking about our sexuality or sex out loud. But so many women are struggling with a decreased sex drive. And guess what that's impacting? Their relationship with their partner, their communication, their ability to feel sexy and attractive to the people in their lives that they are trying to attract and be intimate with. It feels almost impossible to do so because our hormones are completely out of whack because we've been stressed for so long. So I don't wanna brush over that topic because too many of us are afraid to speak out about this. So if you are struggling with something like a decreased sex drive, we need to start talking about it more. And we need to understand that by managing our stress and taking care of ourselves first, That's also going to have a positive impact on things like sex drive, which guess what that's going to have a positive impact on your relationships, your confidence, your body confidence, all of those things are impacted. So I could literally sit here all day and and talk about every single system within the body because they are all impacted. This is like the surface level, I feel like. We could go even deeper here. But ultimately, I want you to just think about all of the systems that I just talked about. This is a 20 minute long episode and it could, have, it could easily be three hours long. But here's what I want you to take away from this episode is that your body's working really hard to protect you and to keep you alive, even if it's doing things that you wish it wouldn't because maybe you are one of the people out there who is struggling with weight loss. You feel like you've tried everything and you just can't seem to make any progress. Or maybe you just feel like garbage day in, day out. You don't recognize the woman that you see in the mirror. You don't feel at home in your body because it constantly feels like it's in pain or it's sick or it's just working against you. If that's you, I just want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that we don't have to be at war with our bodies forever, that the stress response is honestly there to help you. It's just that we've got stuck in it. So we just need a few more tools in our toolbox to better manage that stress and take care of ourselves and prioritize ourselves. And once we do so, I promise you, I know it sounds like magical. It's not. It's science-backed. We can be much more able to reach our goals. Because most of the women I work with, it is not a problem of discipline or doing enough or laziness. That's not the issue. It is typically the number one barrier, the number one obstacle for people reaching their goals and body composition or really any goals is that they have stress that is completely unmanaged. So it starts here. If this one resonated with you, please do yourself a favor and get on the waitlist for the Burnout Club. I'm going to be releasing all of the information later this week. Or if you know that this is for you, just send me a message. We'll get you in the doors right away. But I want you to call your shot. Put yourself first. Take this baby step to say, yeah, I need help. I need support. Does not make you weak? It means that you are incredibly freaking strong. So I love you. I am rooting for you. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley O Show so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.